From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily's extra sponsored content. This is a segment that will pop in your feed from time to time, and it will be labeled sponsored in the show notes and have an orange logo. Our executive team picks companies that match what we're trying to do in the space and allows them to sponsor an episode. These episodes are meant for educational and informational content, not to shill. I will ask hard and or informative questions and see how they hold up. While we're very choosy who can come on the show for a sponsored episode, this doesn't mean we endorse their product or service. As always, any feedback is always welcome. Email me at matthewaron at decrypt.co. And today on the show, we have the CEO of 3Air to talk about banking the unbanked in Africa and connectivity with three over-the-air services. Enjoy. Sandy Beatsense, CEO of 3Air, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm good, thanks. And uh, yeah, thanks for pronouncing my name right. I tried my best. We did this a couple of times uh, off air. And I, if you said I did it right, I'm going to take it as I was a little nervous there. So I appreciate it. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> hey, where, where is that name from by any chance? I'm from Slovenia. So it's a Slovenian name, but it's a, a short for Alexander, actually. Oh, um, yeah, that's totally not what it looks like. But OK, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> no, usually it's like, you know, people just uh, if they don't see me, they'll just or hear me. They'll write me send in uh, in email or something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK, so that starts my first question off. Tell me a little about you. Tell me a little bit about your team and tell me a little bit about your company. My my um, computer t- Times uh, started probably because I was a really sick kid. So I was not the one going out playing um, uh, any sports or something like that. I was literally the last one to, to be picked into, into a sport. Uh, so I was, but I was really good at computers. So I started my career with six years old, let's say, uh, uh, with a Commodore 64. And so that then, you know, it was a long time ago, right? So my first uh, company was with 19. Uh, we with some friends, we did a domain registrar and uh, a hosting company. And then I was always connected to computers afterwards. So uh, with 3 I started a bit over a year ago. I came in as the blockchain part. I structured all the things around, around the blockchain uh, for 3 for And so 3Air, where did 3Air come from and what does 3Air do? So 3Air is a, is, the, is a blockchain platform that's built on top of some cool technology that we've developed uh, in the telecom space. So we can connect people over air with broadband and also through the same link, we bring them digital TV and and IP telephony. And uh, the the thing is that we can really go to dedicated bandwidth up to one gigabit per second uh, without cables. So kind of the same level of connectivity as you would have to your home with an optics cable. Okay, so wait, it's a blockchain company, but optics cable company? I'm, I'm confused. It's two parts what we're doing. So one part is actually the, the telecom part where we are literally present um, on ground, uh, building our own infrastructure and, pro- and, and acting as a, as a fully regulated ISP, so internet service provider. But we are focused on Africa because of our technology. And our technology is, is perfect for developing countries where there is no cable infrastructure laid out. So we are perfect for the last mile solution. Uh, we, we, we are literally a, a, a wireless replacements for the cables. So you can forget the, the optics cable. That's old stuff. 
Gotcha, uh, the, gotcha. the blockchain platform on top is, uh, it is a story a bit behind how I came to, to it. The telecom part is already operational for three years in Sierra Leone on the testing ground. We, we are testing there and currently connecting over 10,000 people. Uh, the problem is that when people come into our offices uh, each month to pay, that's kind of, you know, hard to scale. And they're coming in because they don't have, uh, they don't have credit cards, they don't have bank accounts. They even uh, sometimes don't have um, a, a mean to identify themselves. So no IDs. Now they, they're coming in with a written cards, uh, trying to identify themselves. And, you know, an ISP needs to identify people. And the other thing is um, what we started doing is uh, just to, to make it a bit easier so that people don't need to come into our offices. We started sending out uh, two guys on a moped, uh, driving around and collecting the money. Uh, for the monthly fee, but you know, uh, the first month it went well, the second also, but the third month they already got dropped. Uh, we're still doing it, but we we just cannot say when we are gonna go for for to to collect. Uh, so th- this is where 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 the guys in, then uh, onboarded me a bit. Blockchain kind of is now going into into the solution of bringing um, cashless payments to to everyone. Now you don't need to have a bank account for it. And we also started thinking about digital identities, and uh, uh, this is how everything started. And now the the whole part is the whole platform part is overgrown this initial idea by by a hundred times. So we are also doing uh, utility NFTs where you can you can own an NFT and plug it into our system and you'll get uh, connectivity. Okay, so the, actually this is quite interesting. So it's an ISP uh, that you were, you created to give access to many people, Sierra Leone, as you said, and then you have people. There, people would need to you know obviously pay for it, pay for the service, and then you would have people riding around on motorcycles collecting uh, the the monthly fee. People got robbed. Um, as because they knew your pattern every the first of the month you go around everybody's house and they're like no no we're going to take that money and then they brought you in to try to figure out a cashless payment plus identifier so that you can streamline the payment system and also give people access without fear of one getting robbed to um, have security to pay their bills and also um, streamline the process of just getting an ISP of course you need an ID like you said but what about an NFT what about a way to do it on the blockchain so you didn't have to come with a handwritten kind of like piece of paper and figure things things out like on the spot, just trying to streamline the whole process. That's what it sounds like to me, correct? Yeah, exactly. That, that's it. And uh, we also then, you know, on, on one side, we have a, a company that's that's bringing, you know, millions of people online and uh, it drives all the, the traffic to the platform. And then on the other side, the platform actually helps this company to bring to to connect and, and get more clients on. So it goes hand in hand. We also said you know, we are in a unique position to literally bank the unbanked right? Because we are also connecting them. And we would like to uh, provide people also a, a revenue stream. You know, blockchain is perfect for, for some low-income uh, income countries to, to create a, a game-changing revenue streams. So currently, you have the, the play-to-earn games uh, all around. Probably it isn't so hard to do 20 30 $50 per month. 
you know, for maybe for for someone like like you or me, this is mostly nothing, right? We we would probably pay something like this for for transaction fees per day. But um, for somebody in Africa, that can be a game changer, a literally game changer. And we also want it, want them to educate. Uh, we we do think that um, education is is key to financial freedom. Uh, so even if we give them the 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 tools to you know, to, to use the blockchain, we also need to educate them in, in that part. So this is a something that, that's really big on our uh, on our list. And we have a few tools that we can do. Uh, we are we are also trying to do this through the metaverse. We're partnering up with, with some um, meta university. Uh, but we also, as I told you, we are uh, providing uh, digital TV. So uh, we have a system where we stream within our own ecosystem and we can create channels. So we are already in Sierra Leone, we already had a pilot there where we created our own channel uh, and streamed like a, a TV channel where we streamed uh, educational content. And I think incentivizing people to, to educate themselves is the best way. So what we're also doing is for every users, user that we are bringing uh, online, we, we actually have to give him some, some uh, hardware. Right. And for this hardware, usually the company needs to pay. So we are leasing them that uh, part. Uh, so the hardware is leased from our side, but we're also staking some tokens for them. So, for instance, we would lease a uh, hundred dollars worth of hardware. Uh, we would give them then also, let's say, thirty dollars worth of, of tokens that are staked for at least a year. And then they'll see this, what, what happens with staking. And after a year, they can then decide what they want to do. Either they unstake, but then they need to pay us back the hundred dollars for the uh, uh, for the hardware, they can keep the hardware and they can keep also the remaining tokens. But the idea around it is to actually educate them what it means to use crypto, what it means to stake tokens and so on. So how many people are using 3Air right now? 3Air as a platform is currently in development, but uh, as a as a um, solution, as a telecom solution, we are running a telecom solution in Sierra Leone for around 10,000 people. Okay, so, so these are two different things, two different ideas that are merging together. We have the telecom solution and three year, which is going to be that blockchain aspect of it. And it's going to merge to be a, I guess, like you said, uh, a full solution for somebody that uh, might not be able to do uh, payments readily uh, to try to uh, make the ease of lease of these, this infrastructure that you're creating. Uh, this is a full solution and they're being merged. Is that's what, that's what I understand. Correct. Yeah. And there is so much more to it. So, um, but it'll probably overwhelm everyone. Uh, what else we, we still have there? But one, one really big solution is also uh, a blockchain based uh, mesh network with, with a sharing economy. You said bank the unbank. And now, okay, so we hear this a lot. And I, this is where my skepticism come in. And this is what I should be doing because I am asking questions. I've been podcasting in the space since 2017. I've been in the space since 2016. And I've seen Bank the Unbanked said multiple times. Companies have come and they've gone. They've Everybody says Bank the Unbanked in Africa. And then, you know, they disappear. First, what is Banking the Unbanked? Because I don't know if uh, somebody in America or the UK is understanding what an unbanked person is. And two, why are you the person or you're the company to be in the position to bank them? Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk, and I do think there is a big progress being made in in that area. People 
in Africa already are using some blockchain solutions for, let's say, remittance payments and so on. But there, we're still not there where we want to be yet. And you know, first of all, you cannot bank somebody who's not connected, right? And Africa still has a major problem in in connectivity. And there's still, you know, over half of the population, actually more than sixty percent of the population, don't have access to internet. And uh, if you if we want to talk broadband. Literally, broadband penetration in Africa is is below one percent currently. So it's it's literally almost nothing. So there there are so many people that are still waiting to be connected, and then then we can bank them in 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 that sense. But it's it's also not so easy just to, you know to to give get them on the blockchain. You also need to provide them. Um, still, you need to provide them a a onboarding ramp, right? So they need to get their current capital or or money or whatever on the blockchain so we are also we'll we'll be present there we are in a unique solution uh position that we can actually give them internet access we can educate them how to use the system and we are there so we are we we need to have offices on ground we, we are we are uh we are registered in every country that we go to and we connect people because we need a license there and we have our offices there we have our people there in in Sierra Leone we are currently employing 105 uh, person so we we have uh, we have direct contact with um, the people there that we connect and we can literally provide them a fiat onboarding ramp so we partner up also with a big player in in fiat onboarding so we'll be able to accept already you know people that have bank accounts or credit cards but on the other side we also have the possibility to actually take in cash because we are there and we can convert that to 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 crypto so i think that's that's kind of the missing link that is right now still not really regulated and people usually go to some person that maybe has the access uh, to to the blockchain and can be that bridge so we would like to be a, a official bridge there also you said something i think that I, we need to we need to clarify a little bit you said that and i actually clarify my might, might not be the best word but i may explain i guess clarify and explain is the same word anyway you said one percent of Africa has has broadband. Look, I, I live in the United States. We're talking about 5G. We're talking about one gigabyte download speeds wherever I go. If I drive my car from the shopping shopping market or whatever, uh, I, we have one gigabyte, right? I, I'm making choices. Do I want to pay for 400 megabyte download speeds or one gig with fiber that's at my house? You know, these are the choices that I, I have. There are places in America where broadband is not accessible still, but for the most part, this is what I live with. The technology is there. Why is it that that technology has not moved to Africa? And then again, you still didn't answer the question, why your company is in a good position to move that technology and bank the unbank and move that technology to Africa? A lot of um, barriers in, in regards to, let's say, governments there. It's still, it's, there, are, there are a lot of closed um, um, economies and so on. Uh, but I, I think that broadband is mostly connected to you would you would literally need a a cable to to do the uh, broadband. Of course, five G and so on. It's coming slowly, but Africa right now 
you know, there is not even, I think there is around 8% or 9% of 4G. 5G is almost not existing, but everything else is, is below 4G. So over 90% of, of connections, mobile connections are still 3G. And cables are, are literally non-existent for the last mile. There are a lot of cables that are going, you know, yonder sea. So the backbone is present. The cables are penetrating the, uh, the continent, but they go up to the city. And those cities are like so overcrowded right now that digging trenches and laying cables is is, is virtually impossible it, it's gonna take you you know a probably a decade to to kind of get all the cables there if you can do it yeah that that goes deep into politics afterwards entry barriers are really really high for africa it's still a high-risk con continent and uh, not a lot of companies are actually willing to put up the the huge capital required to you know have a a successful telecom there world uh, bank predicts that uh, around 100 billion dollars are needed to connect africa with broadband so that they have a decent connection and why we are in a in a unique position is because we have proprietary technology that can bring this connectivity over air so we set up base stations we have 50 kilometers radius and we can have dedicated internet up to one gigabit per second speed over over disconnections so this actually means that we can we can create connectivity for a fraction of a cost of a traditional additional telecom and we can do it in six months so that's probably you know, what, what one one quarter of the time or, or even less than a traditional telecom would need if people are interested in your company uh where can they find you find out more information about you and is there any recent news that you want to tell us about your company you can find us on uh, 3air.io so it's um three as a number and air as you breathe and by the way 3air comes from delivering three services over air we can deliver broadband we can deliver digital tv and we can deliver ip telephony over air so it's like three services over air um we are uh, currently moving uh to Ethiopia and um, as it looks like really soon also DRC we also got some good news in uh, cooperating with uh, the Nigerian uh, Ministry of Communication and Digital Transformation in uh, connecting and uh, educating three and a half million students there so this is kind of right now taking taking shape and uh yeah we are also launching our token uh, next month so would be would be good if you know you look a bit in uh what we're currently doing we are uh you know, everybody is very welcome to kind of um, uh, take part and be uh, part of the three-year mission sandy thanks for coming on the show thanks for talking about it explaining your project explaining a little bit about africa the challenges that it faces when it comes to delivering these three services and you're doing it over over air and uh, I hope we get some more people connected. I like when Twitter is more robust. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you.